are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome back to another edition of Locked On Seminoles. Happy Wednesday, everybody, and you know what day it is. Oh, usually I say that because we drop us usually on Saturday, but since is a conference championship weekend. We decided to do the Pick'em podcast a few days early, and I'm always, as always, I am joined by Mr. Danny Domino, a.k.a. Antoine Daniel L. Danny, what's up, my guy? Looking good. How you doing, Drake? Happy to be back. I hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving, but happy to be back and hopefully give out some uh, conference championship winners here. I mean, that's the plan. I mean, we did take the week off for Thanksgiving, but um, we'd be remiss if we didn't tell them. You've been kind of on fire the past two weeks. I got back in the saddle a little bit better. I think my sixth year, I think, was like four and two, five and one before we took that little break. But you have been hitting on all cylinders, my guy. How's yeah. it feeling for that? Feeling pretty good, especially the uh, the picks that I've been breaking down, not the six shooters. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I think they went six and L. Um, the last show we did, I believe they went five and one. I'm not sure, but six shooters haven't been great. But, you know, the picks that I do a little more research on and get a little more into, we've been we've been shooting like we're Steph Curry out here. So Ooh, let's hopefully Steph. we can keep that up because all these all these today are broken down picks. So let's hopefully we can keep up the good mojo. Chef Domino with the shop, boy. And with that being said, let's go with the first game of the afternoon. We're going to go with the Friday games first, folks, and then we'll do Saturday and then we'll we won't have a six-year today, but we'll be bringing back the buy, the Better Beware segment because there's one particular conference game out there that we're a little worried about, but we'll discuss that you know at the end of the show. But, Danny, let's go with your first pick, your favorite team. You are the cult leader of the Bailey Zapp fan club. Let's discuss your pick for Western Kentucky at UTSA. Uh, so I'm going to go with UTSA. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, we are on Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, as everyone knew. I'm not giving the two points. I'm going to take the money line at minus 125. I think it's just a safer way to go. You never know with these conference championship games. Late touchdown, teams to tie it might go for two for the win instead of overtime. All sorts of different scenarios there. Um, But I'm taking a money line at minus. My guess would be about 125. So Western Kentucky, they beat the top three teams in their division by an average of 27 points. 125, as you can see right there. Um, UTSA, their last three games, they've been struggling. They got waxed by 22 to North Texas. They beat UAB, who's a pretty decent team, by three. And then they beat Southern Miss by 10, and they were losing in the fourth quarter. Um, last three games haven't been looking too good for the Roadrunners. Meet me. Um, earlier this year, I know, um, they played, and the Roadrunners actually won that game. But Western Kentucky gained them by over 100 yards. They had a missed field goal at half, and they threw a pick on the goal line to end the game, essentially. Um, UTSA had to run two kneel downs. But I uh, I expect Western Kentucky, they've been rolling. They've been rocking. They've been Bailey zapping it. Um, I expect them to come out and win this one pretty comfortably, but – Conference championship, got to be safe. Give me the money line at minus 125. Yeah, I mean, I was saying that UTSA was the crown jewel of Conference USA. And I feel like a Judas right now, a Benedict Arnold, because I am now a fully converted believer in Bailey Zapp 
and Tyson Helm and the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. It took it took Danny all season long. I've been on him all ago. year. You've been on him all year. I've been on him to win the conference title. I have him. I have a ticket at plus eight hundred. I have him over season and a half, five and a half regular season wins, which was stealing. You've been riding it all year, and you know what? I'm right there along so alongside you with for the ride. So, folks. That is our actually our officially our last double down of the year for the regular conference season. Western Kentucky at minus one twenty five. Also, I would look at the total at seventy two. I'm leaning a little bit more towards the under because I think with UTSA they might be struggling a little bit. But the double down officially is the Western Kentucky Bailey Zaps at minus one twenty five. Now, Danny, where do you want to go next on your card? Let's uh, let's stay with the Friday games here. Um, Go out west a little bit further down to beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, and I'm going to roll with Utah Utes minus three here. Um, I don't expect it to be another 38-7 to seven game. It might be, but I'm fully not expecting that. Oregon, they missed two field goals in that game. They had Utah had a punt return touchdown as the half expired. Terrible clock management by Oregon. Um, they still outgained Oregon by 100 yards. They had... Uh, six more first downs, and they had the ball for 10 more minutes. So they did control the whole game as a whole. Um, I expect that to be the case again. Um, again, not bragging. The only two futures I had this whole season were Utah to win the Pac-12 and Western Kentucky to win the Conference USA. Um, if I was smart, I would be on UTSA plus two and Oregon plus three and hedging it and hope we have one port games, but I'm not doing that. Um, the one thing that does scare me, like I said, that 38-7 game is a little bit of a fluke. Um, and the spread is the same that it was in the game was in Utah. Typically, I was expecting this game to be a pick em. I think they know they can get a couple more people with a minus three with a 31-point win. But that's not what scares me the most. Uh, what scares me the most is Oregon had to beat Oregon State last week to get into this game. So they've been in a quote championship mentality for a second week in a row, whereas Utah had to play lowly Colorado. Um, they won by two touchdowns. Wasn't really a game, but it's hard to go from being up to lulling to getting back up. And Oregon has been in a pretty high intensity spot the last three weeks as well. Cause before Oregon state they played Utah. So um, I'm riding with the Utes minus three. Um, I'd also look at this over, not the under. Um, I think Oregon's going to come out. I think Oregon's going to be able to score some points here. But I think Utah in the end wins by a touchdown. Give me the Utes minus three, especially at minus 105. So I'm with you actually exactly for the same reasons. And also I'd like to add to that Oregon's offensive coordinator, Joe Moorhead, is being looked at for the new Akron head coaching job. And to me, that's something that's probably really interesting to him because he didn't do so well at Mississippi State. He's now at Oregon after failing there, and he's a Northeastern guy, so he kind of has the mentality, like, if he wants to get back into coaching, that might be the best spot for him to start out with. However, I like the under more in this game, primarily yeah. because there was, a lot of, there was a lot of fluky scoring in that kind and as you're saying, the Utah-Oregon game. And also, I really do think that Moorhead is head, Moorhead's head, that's kind of funny, it's kind of a tongue twister there, is actually going to be focused more on his future job. And also, Mario, I still think is being looked at for that Miami job. I legit, I I know that even if he's he not being a legitimate, even though even if he's not a legitimate candidate, I still think that's you know, I still kind of occupying some of his time with that and we've seen where Oregon when they come in these these bigger spots, they don't 
execute on all cylinders when it comes to offense. So I like the under a lot more in this game. Ride with the boys, folks, if you want to take Utah minus three. And I will f- say full disclaimer, I think I've won only one matchup against Danny when our odds are at odds. So I think I'm one and four. Danny's four and one. So if you want to ride the hot hand, take Danny at over 59 or ride with your boy. So we can break the streak at under 59. Now, folks, if you're done with those picks, head on over to Prize Picks. Folks, Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. As I said before, we are discussing how college football has come to a close. Maybe you want to take Billy Zapp for over 300 yards. Maybe you want to take, you know, Cameron Rising for over 25 completions, which I think is probably possible. Maybe you want to take, uh, what's his name, Zamir White, the running back from, from Georgia with over 82 yards. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy where you can make these picks. It's a little fun way to do it. Max is a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. Holly, Stacy, they're also huge fans. And if you head on over there right now or download the app, You'll get a hundred percent instant bonus on your first deposit up to one hundred dollars if you use the promo code locked on. That promo code again is locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Price picks where daily fantasy is made easy. And I ain't gonna lie to you folks, it's a whole lot of fun. So get right to it. All right, Danny, where do you want to go next on your card? Uh, I'm gonna go down to uh Big 12 country here. I don't love this game at all. I think this is gonna be a great game to watch. Not a great game to invest in. Uh, I'm going to be riding with Baylor plus five and a half. They've had a lot better success in close games, and they've been in close games. Um, Oklahoma State, since week three, hasn't been in a close uh, one-possession game that they've won except Oklahoma last week. Um, I know Oklahoma State beat Baylor by 10 in their first matchup, 24 to uh, 14, but I'm riding with the Baylor Bears um, plus five and a half. Little sprinkle on plus one eighty. I don't think would be a bad thing, but I'm not even coming close to touching this total. Yeah, I hate this game, dude. Um, I love this is, game. This might no, be I my love favorite game to watch. Yes, yeah, exactly. I you took the words right out of my mouth. I would love to watch this game. This is like this is prime like day drinking. You know, you're yeah. out. You know, tailgating for your team's game. Like, oh, let me watch the TV. You know, over here. But like gambling on this, it's so hard. This almost, folks, this almost made her a better beware pick of the week, primarily because it is it's that close. And to me, I have no feel for this game. I think Oklahoma State might be, you know, kind of drained out from their matchup against Oklahoma because that took a lot out of them, especially the way it ended. And then Baylor is a sneaky good team. But if I had to pick one between the two of us, I would take Oklahoma State minus five and a half. But I don't feel at all any confidence, you know, to, to even take that myself. So I'm going to stay away from that. I also don't like the total that much because I think it's so low. And I would love to take the under because there's two great defenses. But we know how these games are in the Big 12. This could be the game where there's like 40 to 30. It could yeah. be like a 40-25 kind of game, and that blows the total out of the water. So I'm agreeing with you, Danny, here. I think the only play here is a side that you feel more comfortable with. I can't take that dive with you, but as always, positive vibes to you. Best of luck to your pick, and hopefully Baylor, you know, sick and bears, hopefully you get it. Hey, let's like I said, I don't I'm not a huge fan of this game either, but it's it's too fun of one not to take a side. I feel that. I feel that. So folks, ride with Danny, ride the Bears, hang out with Coach Dave Aranda with his pick of Baylor minus five and a half to upset, in my personal opinion, probably one of the top four teams in the country in the Oklahoma State Cowboys. If Oklahoma and State's win, are they in the playoff? Are they jumping Notre Dame if Alabama, Michigan, and Cincy all win? Yeah, because I think they have a better quarter. I think overall they're a better team than Notre Dame. I think Alabama loses. I think you had to put them down. Um, 
If Alabama nice. loses, they're out. Yeah, I mean, if they're out, I, I think that they're a better team than um, what's the word Notre Dame, and we'll find out. We're recording this right now, folks. Like Tuesday night, the show oh, I think yeah, comes out. The ranking show comes out in an hour. Six yeah, it comes out literally in an hour. So we'll find out whether or not where they are. But to me, I think, in my personal opinion, it should be Georgia one, Michigan two after the absolute demolition they did in Ohio State. You, in my opinion, I think you would jump Oklahoma State over Cincinnati and keep Cincinnati at four. But I just Notre Dame to me, them not having been in a conference kind of like bites them in the ass here a little bit. So you don't have Alabama in your top four right now, then? No. After watching the way they played against several teams, All especially right. a six win, especially a six loss, six loss now our Auburn team. Hey, that's trust miss, me. Miss, that point, miss me with that, that bullshit. Get, that will get touched on in about five minutes. Oh, well, then you know what? Take us there, my guy. Take us there. Buddy. All right, you know what? I'm going to switch. I was going to stay out west, but let's go to the SEC since we're talking about it. Georgia minus six and a half. Take out your 401k. Take out triple your mortgage or whatever you want to do with it. Responsibly, folks. If you're on betonline.ag, do it responsibly. Um, minus six and a half. Like you said about Alabama not being too impressive. So here's Alabama's last four SEC games. They were beating Tennessee by seven in the fourth quarter. They ended up blowing them out. Georgia won that game by 31. They beat LSU by six with a coach who's not going to be there next year. Georgia didn't play LSU. They beat Arkansas by seven at home. Georgia beat them 37 to nothing. And they needed a miracle to get past Auburn with a dinged up TJ Finley. Georgia beat Auburn 34 to 10. The only thing that semi scares me about this game at all is the last two week Georgia has played Georgia Tech and Charleston Southern, who are, I mean, Charleston Southern's D1AA, Georgia Tech sucks. I don't think this game's close. I think Alabama's getting exposed for the problems they have. Could Jamison Williams have a couple big catches and, you know, put 21 points on the board himself? Yeah. 21, Georgia, Georgia scoring 30-plus in this game. They've covered this number in every game. The only game that's been under 17 was Clemson. And we see Clemson's offense is terrible. That defense was still disgustingly good. Alabama doesn't have that. Give me Georgia minus six and a half. Since we're being responsible, I'll go two units on it. But that's an all-in play right there. Danny, I am right there with you primarily because with the UGA, like their defense is just that elite across the whole entire damn board. Whether it becomes a Nolan Smith, a Kobe Dean, you got Kelly Ringo in the secondary, you have Jordan Davis on the defensive front. And on offense, they got George Pickens back at wide receiver. And that is huge. And George Pickens is a dog. And I know a lot of people are, you know, lambasting how like the Alabama defense isn't the same as how Will Anderson, because they're kind of leaky with Pete Golding and Charles Kelly being one of the uh, co-defensive coordinators. The folks that kind of reminds you a little bit. Their offensive line is bad. Like it's nowhere near what the offensive line is usually it's, at Alabama. It's not bad. It's Alabama bad. Okay, how about this? I, well, I'll meet you in the middle. It is a very average offensive line. Okay. So, and to me, you, you're not going to survive with an average offensive line against this elite defensive front for Georgia, especially with the complex schemes, the blitzing that they do. They love to bring pressure, and it's not the hard to bring pressure down because they have, they can send, they can send three on that line, and they will still go through you. And that's how good this is your Georgia team. 
I think they beat them by 12. I like this at minus six and a half. I think I would take this up to nine because I think I that would, Alabama. I would they, take this anything under two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, Al- Auburn is a sneakily well-coached team, but it's still Auburn, Alabama, and the, the fact of the matter is you need some kind of BS calls to help you to OT. I mean, there's nothing more that we can say, folks. Take Georgia at my six and a half. I'm not going to lie to you, folks. This is kind of free money at this point with that. Take it, six and a half. And, Danny, where do you want to go next? Let's go back out west, finish the West Coast tour here. This might be my favorite bet of the whole weekend, including the Georgia bet. Um, Utah State plus six here. Catching six against San Diego State. Um, Man, San Diego State's only covered this number against three Mountain West teams. Um, They beat Hawaii by seven. They didn't cover the spread in that game. They beat UNLV by eight. UNLV is not a good football team, even though some people might say they're the best one in 10 or two in nine team in the country. And then Boise State, they beat by 11 last week, but they scored 24 of their 37 points in an eight-minute span. Um, And they were down 16 to three. They got a little lucky against Boise State. I just don't – this game just does not match up well for the Aztecs here. Um, the two best offenses they've played um, were Fresno, and they lost by 10 to Fresno. And then they needed a last-minute field goal to beat Nevada, who's the other best team, best offense they played. So they're not beating teams. That's not how they're built. They're not beating them, beating them bad. It's just not how they're built. They run the ball. Good defensive squad. But I really, really, really love Utah State. It's plus five and a half. <clears throat> plus five and a half and plus 180 is definitely going to be a play as well. 100%. I like that a lot. Actually, I, in my personal opinion, if your most best player on your team is your punter, even though he, I will say he's a lead of what he does. Listen, yeah. that kind of screams to me that this might be some free money to be had. I like the plus five and a half. I'm going to get a little riskier too, as well with you and go with the plus 180 and folks, I don't think there's much more to be said by that. You know, let's go with the Utah State, the home of Mr. Jordan Love at plus five and a half. And folks, as always, when you make these picks, make sure you head on over to betonline.ag. That's where we're getting all these lines from. It is your number one spot for all of sports action for this season, whether it be basketball, football, NHL, boxing, or UFC. Folks, I always tweet out a little parlay, if you will, for UFC fight nights. So let me know. Hit me up in the DMs or just give me a follow if you want one of those picks. So head over to bellline.ag where the game starts. And once you're done with that, head on over to Built Bar. Folks, Built Bar, I was just having one. I mean, I, I don't have the camera on my face right now, but I was just finishing up a delicious Cherry Barcia. Max, as you know, is a peanut butter brownie kind of guy. Dan, have you had a Built Bar before? I have not. I've been waiting on the gracious host to send me some, but I never got them. Ah, uh, yes. I'm Danny, my freeloading friend over here. That's me. me. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, we we don't we don't pay you. We only pay you on built bars, and we've been missing you've, you've been missing paying for the past few months. But fo- but folks, built bars are delicious. They are nutritious. They're more nutritious, sir, which is a word. Trust me, I looked it up in the definition. It's on Google. Look it up. But head on over to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15 one five percent off your order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D, one five one five for 50% off your order. And, folks, they have some delicious holiday flavors coming out, so make sure you head right to it today. And now, Danny, our time is coming to an end. I think we have, like, two more picks, you know, actually left on the card. 
Let's yeah, get we got one through. more pick that I'm going to go a little in depth on, and then two I'm just going to touch on real quick. All right, perfect, perfect. Danny, then you know what? Hands off the wheel. It's all you. Take us where you want to go. All right, so I am going to the AAC conference title game. Me and you talked a little bit about this in pre-recording. Um, we both thought we were going to be on Cincinnati, or on. I thought I was going to be on Houston. Did some digging. There's really only three games that mattered for Houston this year. It was Notre Dame, Indiana, and SMU. They were a two-point road favorite at Notre Dame. They won that game by 11. They were a four-point favorite on the road at Indiana, won that game by 14. And they were a nine-and-a-half home favorite against SMU. They won that game by 34. Um, they're covering the spreads in their three big games by about 14 points, which to me is telling they should win this game by 24. Um, I'm absolutely rolling Cincinnati minus 10-and-a-half. And a little factor that's going to play into it. If they win, and it's setting them up for a Georgia rematch from last year's Sugar Bowl. This whole team's back. I don't think that's lost on their minds. Game they think they should have won. I expect Cincy. I've been on Houston a lot this year. Houston's a good squad. Boone is a good quarterback. He's a stud. But this Cincinnati team, I think they – as experienced as this team is, I think they know that there's more that they need to take care of, and they've proved it all three times they've needed to take care of business. They've done it in very convincing fashion. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I was actually kind of a little bit – I was a little more like lean towards the Houston side up, up until you gave me that earlier. And also, I just remembered that – I forgot how good their secondary is for Cincinnati, whether it be their cornerbacks and Sauce Gardner. First off, great, great cornerback name. And Kobe Bryant and Kobe, and Kobe Bryant, the other the other cornerback there, I I want to say they're a top ten duo like in the country actually for receptions a lot when they're targeted. So yeah, I mean, they very Clayton, well might be. Yeah, and with Clayton Tune, like that's how their offense run. If you can shut him down with that, I can see Cincinnati win this game twenty one to ten. Maybe I know it's a ten and a half right now. So like to me, that could be the. I think it'll be a little bit more because they want to prove a point. So I'm kind of with you on that, especially with your stat line. So maybe a 27 to 10, maybe a 31 to 13 kind of game. That definitely could be in the cards. So yeah, I mean, I like I don't that 31 13 prediction. No, and that kind of leads me to my next point where I'm taking the under in this game. I, I I actually like the under a lot in this game. I think sneakily it's not being played. Now, folks, I I know that you know it's it's a lot harder, you know, with conference championship time with totals, but quite frankly, I don't give it. So I'm gonna take that total at under 53. It looks low for an American conference game, but Cincinnati, I think, needs to do one last little thing to, for the CFP to make sure that they are in, especially if Oklahoma State wins out. So, folks. Yeah. And that's a big thing, too, because that game's at noon and this game's at four. Exactly. And, folks, ride with the boys. Take Cincinnati at minus 10.5. Ride with your boy and take under at 53. Now, Danny, take us home, baby. All right. We got last two ones, the Big Ten and the ACC. Not really going to touch on these too much because a I know how much you hate the Big Ten, and I don't hate the I don't hate the Big Ten. I just have a bias to their offense. Okay, well, you're really going to hate this big. I'm on over forty three and a half Michigan and Iowa. Um, Michigan's last four games, um, their team their scores are averaging sixty three and a half, and that includes a twenty one to seventeen win at Penn State, and then Iowa their last three games have averaged fifty. Their defense has given up 21 to Nebraska, 23 to Illinois, and 22 to Minnesota. I'm expecting Michigan to win this game pretty handily. 
but I'm expecting it to be about a 42 to 10, 42, 14 type game. Um, I think Michigan takes care of business. I would take a minus 11, not an official play because that screams backdoor multiple different ways. Um, but over 43 and a half, I think at Michigan, I have in my notes, Michigan might hit this themselves. Yeah, I can also get behind that too, and I'm not, and I know this goes against my brand, but I actually you're, against the, you're at you're on a Big Ten over. I am on a Big Ten over officially as of today. I, I know this is the first for the whole year. Listen, tis the season, tis the season of giving, and I can't I can't wait to see Cade McNamara, Michigan's quarterback, actually give us some offense. And also, I wouldn't be surprised if Iowa maybe somehow scores a fluky seven or ten. That's kind of why I'm staying away from the side because yep. as much as their offense is really poor. Their defense was super reliant on turnovers, and a lot of those turnovers actually happened on the opponent's side of the field. If you look at the Maryland game, in my personal opinion, that game shouldn't have been close. It was insane. It was peak Friday night football. Like I hated that someone took the game, but I that loved it. It looked like a game. Oh, it, it was. There was no good football being played that game, and it was awesome. But I like the over 50 to 43 and a half in this game because I got burned last week on 41. So I think this is probably the right play for me right now. And... Yeah, I think the total 43 and a half is a good play. I would not touch either of the sides because, like you said, this game, that line is prime for a backdoor cover. So, folks, take Iowa, University of Michigan, the total, the over at 43 and a half. And I'm, if I'm taking a big 10 over, you know that this is the right play to be made. Now, Danny, close us out with some good old-fashioned ACC football. So, I saved the worst for last. You want to hear why the ACC gets no national respect? Because Wake Forest and Pitt are playing for a conference championship? No, not even that. Why? This game has a combined – it has as many MAC losses as it has top 25 wins. There's one top 25 win when Wake Forest beat NC State and Pitt lost to Western Michigan. Oh, That's why the ACC gets no respect when Clemson or Florida State is not carrying the whole weight of the conference in the top five. God damn it. <laughs> That's damn terrible. It. That that is really bad, and I didn't even realize it today until I was arguing with my buddy Stubbs on Twitter when he was saying, "Oh, if Pitt didn't lose to Western Michigan, they'd be in the conversation for a playoff berth." I'm like, "No, they wouldn't." And then I started looking at the stats, and it's like, "Dude, they literally have one top twenty. They don't have any top twenty-five wins, none, and they lost to a max school, and they're in the ACC title game." So I'm gonna keep this one real quick. Because I had a sad face with a frowny face. It's actually the first game I looked at. So I love my ACC. I'm on Wake Forest plus three. Everyone's talking about how great Kenny Pickett is. Yeah, he's playing great. Terrible schedule. Um, Sam Hartman only has three 300 less uh, yards in him and five less touchdowns. But he has a much more balanced running game and he's played a harder schedule. Wake Forest plus three. I want to see Sam Hartman ride out in a uh, uh, New Year's Six Bowl. And this over is probably going to get demolished. But I told you a couple weeks ago about totals in the 70s. So I'm not touching it. If I was leaning something, I would be on the over. But I'm not touching it. Yeah, I almost took the under in this game. But, like, it's it's Wake and it's Pittsburgh. And neither of them play a lick of defense. So it's like if my guts tell me one thing but numbers tell me another thing, I steer clear of that. I do like Wake plus three in this game. I think this is a game where Pitt's defense is nowhere is bad. Like, Wake's is really bad, but Pitt's defense is also equally as bad. And another problem with Pitt, they don't have a running game. 
And that's where Wake Forest gets gashed. They give up over 200 yards a game on the ground. So Exactly, because Wake – I mean, Wake does give up a lot of big runs. But Pitt has no one to do that to. And two, Wake, I think, has the better weaponry with Jakar Roberson and A.T. Perry on the outside. Christian Turner, I think, is back. Justice Ellison, Christian Beal Smith also is back with the running game. And to me, Dave Clawson's a better coach than Pat Narduzzi. Because I think Narduzzi, to me, is probably the most overrated coach actually in the conference. I called him a plant before the season started. I know that's a very hot take, especially how the year's going. But I think that's more goes to show how Kenny Pickett has, you know, played, you know, kind of perfect ball this year than anything else. So give me Wake plus three. And it's weird to say that in 2021, we are looking to see the new ACC conference champion between a Wake Forest team and a Pittsburgh Panthers team. It's like the nerds going up against the Steelworkers. So, folks, if you want to ride with the nerds, Revenge of the Nerds, take at Wake plus three. Now, Danny, there was one game that we were all sort of, you know, we discussed this before recording, as we, you know, before we head out today, that we want to take something, but we just know for a fact it's a horrible idea. So, folks, we haven't done this in a long time because there haven't been that many games where we were wary of. We're going back to Buyer Beware. Now, if you're on YouTube, if you look at the screen, it's right there in the dead center. Y'all know that Danny and I are all about that action. And we're all about them action. This game screams, do not play me. Now, I'm going to play like a fiddle because I will take action in this game because I'm a sucker. But I will be remiss. And Danny, you can chime in on this one too as you, if you want. This is a game to me that screams, we have, this is going to be utter, pure chaos, chaos. And there's no right way to take any action in this game. Yeah, no, I... Uh... I don't know. I would take the plus 130 with Northern Illinois. I think they won their game earlier this year. I think they won by five. I would take them. But, I mean, and you got to look at that over 74 and a half. When they played earlier this year, they combined for like 1,300 yards of offense in one football game, which is incredible. But I, I'm just happy this game's at noon because I'm just going to be tuned into Baylor-Oklahoma State. That's only if you want to see good condensed football, how it's meant to be played, you can turn on ABC and watch Baylor Oklahoma State. If you want to watch chaos and might be a little more enjoyable and, and fun to watch, if you're having a little tailgate pregame, it probably on ABC, Kent State, Northern Illinois. But I'm not touching this one. Now the now the six foot pole. Yeah, this is a game <laughs> meant primarily for sickos. This is a DJs for DJs by DJs kind of play here. And I really wish they'd have this game on a Tuesday night. I would kill for this to be on Tuesday I night. I think that would be absolutely incredible. Yeah, I completely agree because, you know, that's when chaos reigns supreme in the middle of the weekday. But this is the prime example of, you know, do as I say and not as I do. Folks, do not touch this game at all. And if anyone tells you that they have a surefire lead and they know something's locked in this game, don't never believe them. A, never listen to another word they say. No, because they're full of and. So, like I said, do as I say, not as I do, because I'm taking Kent State minus three and taking the over 74 and a half because I hate myself. But, folks, yeah. that's enough time for today. Danny, thank you so much for joining us for a little conference championship preview. Thanks folks, for having we, me, as always. We will be back with these also for college basketball season. Primarily, we'll probably look at these at the end of the week on Sunday and then maybe look forward throughout the entire week because, you know, basketball is 
a lot, it's all over a little all over the place when it comes to scheduling. So yeah. Danielle, we'll talk about that. And also we will be having our bowl preview spectacular. It was one of our more popular fun episodes last year that Max, Dave, and I were doing last year. So I'm actually excited for to bring you guys that. But as you said before, Danny, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you all so much, fans, for the love and support. So please, if you can, don't forget to rate, review, like, share, or subscribe in the Out Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or if you get your podcast from. Also, if you see us on YouTube, so guys, hit the like button on this video, hit the subscribe banner to make sure you know when new videos drop, and ding the little bell because you will be the first to know when a this video is premiering or a new stuff comes out. We also have a Discord too as well. DM me for more info how to join that. We'll send you the link for that. And with that being said, thank you so much for the support. Thank you for listening and watching. And we'll see you all next time on Lock on Seminoles. Bonos, baby. Go Hilltoppers. I don't know what their signal is, but I'm still chopping. You're going to chop like that? <laughs>